0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the DNA of the Kingdom with your host, Ryan Bastris. I wanna thank everyone who's been taking this five-week journey with us. I can't believe five weeks are already up. This is the last video in our five-week series on identity and our inheritance. If this is your first time tuning in, um, I would encourage you guys to go back on the Millennium Beat archives and check out the last four videos. Uh, I'm sure the videos and what we talked about will impact your life and encourage your soul. Um, but anyways, uh, if you haven't also already hit that subscribe button on the Millennium Beat, I'd encourage you to do so because it will notify you of videos like this being uploaded. Uh, so hey guys, grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax and enjoy our last week of uh, this is the fifth week, uh, our last week, uh, talking about identity and our inheritance. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Bless you. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to week five of our identity. An Inheritance series uh, with me, Ryan Bastris. I'm excited to jump into our final lesson today. And I'm titling this teaching, Get Back to His Feet. Get Back to His Feet. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And I want us to look at verse 38 through 42. Luke 10, verse 38. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into uh, her home. She had a sister uh, called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to His words. But Martha was distracted in all of her, um, with all of her preparations, and she came up to Him and said, "Lord, uh, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the ser- um, all the serving alone? Then um, tell her to help me." But the Lord answered and said to her, "Martha, Martha, you are worried." Um, and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary for Mary. I'm sorry, necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. There is so much that I want to unpack, and I have very little time, so let's jump into this. First of all, we have Martha, who's busy. And I, I know we've probably heard a lot of sermons about, are you a Martha or a Mary? But I just want to quickly talk about Martha and how Martha uh, was so occupied, or she was distracted, the Bible says, with all of her preparations. Let me just stop right there. I wonder how many times we have been gripped or choked, if you will, by a religious spirit, right? Where we're distracted by a religious spirit, like, I need to be perfect, I need to pray like this. I need to do this. Uh, you know, I need to go this way and, and get this done. And I need to finish this. And I can't approach the Father like this until this is done. And I wonder how many times we, first of all, have been so religious in just approaching the Father, thinking it has to be perfect, eyes dotted, T's crossed, things need to be prepared properly, and I need to pray right, and if it doesn't, and we go through our rituals, we go through our religious forums, if you will, uh, to approach the Father, and I really believe Jesus was revealing to Martha, like, man, set that aside, and be like Mary, and just come to me. Just come to me. Can I just encourage you? God doesn't want your religious uh, spirit, God just wants your heart. He wants your willingness. He wants your desire. He wants your passion for Him. Okay? And uh, that's the second thing I want to talk about. I wonder how many times we've been distracted by passions um, that we know He could fulfill, but our passion isn't first for Him. Our passion isn't first for Him. Our passion is for things that He could do for us. We get distracted sometimes by that. I think the church itself has been sometimes distracted by the things that are good, but I believe the appropriate thing is to really just go to his feet and then he speaks and causes us to rise up and go and do. And I believe Jesus is bringing the church. Holy Spirit is wooing the church back to the feet of Jesus, a place of intimacy, a place where we have a heart just for Him, to get lost in His eyes, to know who the Father is, because Jesus and all that He possesses is our inheritance. We find who we are in Him, but we also find the Father in Him. and We find our possessions, our, our things in Him, if you will. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Uh, A picture of this is like when Mary presses, I'm sorry, not Mary, the woman with the issue of blood presses through the crowd. She touches the hem of Jesus's garment. Virtue comes out of Jesus's body and heals her. Sure, she had a passion to be healed. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I would be made whole. But I believe the closer she got to him, the more she just desired him. And when she saw after Jesus touched his garment, that's when Virtue came out of his body and healed her. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek him and those things you could be concerned about like Mary, those things you could be distracted by, if you will, will be engulfed in the presence of God and those things will cease or those things will increase. Those things will be blessed by the presence of God. I believe that the church has been distracted chasing lights, smokes, mirrors, gold, all of this stuff, and, and I'm not saying that stuff's horrible or bad, but I really believe God is trying to strip us away, like strip distractions from us, and He's trying to cause us to be like Mary, where, where He brings us to His knees and we get lost in His eyes so He can reveal to us what's on His heart, like we talked a little bit about last week, discovering the things of God. The next thing that I wanted to bring up is sometimes we approach the Father because of our problem, but we need to approach the Father out of passion to want to know Him. Paul says, That I might know Him and the power of His resurrection. In Philippians, He says, That I might know Him and the power of His resurrection. It's Philippians 3. And I just want to encourage you guys. Well, first, I want to ask this question Do we find ourselves passionately going to God? Because we have a big problem? Or do we have a passion to know Him because we're curious of how big our God really is and what pertains to Him? Do we have a passion to know Him, to interact with Him, to experience Him, to be swept off of our feet and overwhelmed by Him? Or do we just have a passion, okay, for our problem to be taken care of? See, sometimes complacency, I believe, is birth when all we use prayer for is to get an answer to our prayer, and then when we get an answer to our prayer, we become complacent in prayer. But whenever you know that He is so eternal and so big that you spend eternity getting lost in God, and when you have a passion to know God, because God and who He is and experiencing Him is your greatest inheritance as a son and a daughter of God. Do we... Because, listen, when we have a passion to seek God that's endless, when we have a passion to get lost in who He is, and we know that we'll spend eternity getting lost in Him, can I tell you something? Your prayer life will not be complacent. Your prayer life will be on fire because you know prayer is a segue to actually know Him better. And when I say prayer, I mean having conversation with Him. I heard someone say this, whenever your prayer life, like whenever you pray, the more it doesn't sound like prayer, the more it's prayer. And, and, and so my heart for you today is that you would be stirred like Mary to sit at his feet and get lost in his eyes, to want to come to him just because of who he is. The next thing I thought was crazy is Mary, um, uh, that, that came up in my spirit was uh, when, when Mary came and uh, washed Jesus' feet. Uh, there, there's another story about uh, Mary Magdalene coming in and washing the feet of Jesus. You know what I, I think is awesome? She didn't go to him for what he could do for her. She came to him, and it was all about what she could do for him, not about what he could do for her, but what she could do for him. I want to burn with this kind of passion that these these ladies that, that, that this lady has to where I want to just press in and I want to minister to Jesus. I know Jesus will minister to me, but I want to be so led by Him where I minister to Him. And I worship Him not just in words, but I worship Him in action. I worship Him in a lifestyle. And I just want to encourage you guys, man, to have a passion to want to pursue Him, to just know who He is, but also to have a passion to to serve Him, to be obedient, to say, God, what is on your mind? What is on your heart? You need to spend time at Jesus' feet to not just discover His affection and love for you and get wrapped up in His presence, but you also need to be at His feet to get instruction, to get instruction. See, we love, let me just say this, we love what's permissible. We love when God speaks and declares things that we have access to and we get to step into, but we wrinkle our nose at instruction we wrinkle our nose at commands. But can I tell you something? God's commands are really just saying, I want you to be obedient to who I've created you to be. And I've created you to be like this. You have the capacity to be like this, to walk this out, to do this, because the Spirit that revealed it to you is the Spirit that will empower you to walk it out. Jesus didn't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit revealed to him the heart of the Father and then empowered him to carry out the heart of the Father. Sometimes God will reveal his heart to you in the secret place and ask you to do something, and you feel like, man, this is too much of a task. I don't have the capacity to do this, but can I tell you something you actually do? you got the presence of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you to actually carry out what God has commanded you to do. Let me say this. There is probably quality. There was probably things that Mary knew that Martha didn't about Jesus because Jesus and Mary had time together. There's things that Martha probably didn't know about Jesus because she was preoccupied and distracted. Listen, the enemy wants you to be distracted because he knows how attractive God is. And I'm telling you something, when you taste and see God's good, you're going to want to go back for seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, and beyond. But let me just encourage you guys with this God is not just calling us to his banqueting table, he's calling us back to his feet. He's calling us back to having a conviction to lay before the Lord and just spend time with him. See, I'm a minister and I spend a lot of time ministering to people. I need to be spending more time ministering to him and letting to me. Maybe you find yourself in that place as well. Don't feel condemned because maybe your life with God or relationship with God hasn't been as intimate as you desire or that God desires. Start today. There needs to be a starting point, but you need to refuse to have an ending point. You need to have a start. Just start today and say, God, man, I'm so sorry. I repent of the distance that's been between my mind and your heart, but God, I'm going to change that. Listen, Mary's mind connected with God's heart, and then Mary's heart started looking like Jesus' heart. Mary's mind connected to Jesus' heart, and then Mary's heart became like Jesus's. Whenever we encounter the Father, we start looking like what we encounter, and we start wanting what we encounter, and we want more of it. Man, one way I believe desire is stirred is by seeking something out that we might not have the desire to seek out but then when we seek it out and experience it it ignites us it ignites a desire to seek more but let me just encourage you don't be so distracted by everything that you miss Jesus have this passion have this desire to seek him and when you seek him revelation will be poured out i'll say this I brought this lady up before but The woman with the issue of blood presses through the crowd, touches Jesus' garment, and virtue comes out and transforms her life. Man, what does it look like to just have our affection set towards Jesus where we seek Him? And the revelation of the Father, the truth, the Spirit of God, encounters just flow out of that, and we get swept away in it. Because watch this. God wants you to spend time with the Holy Spirit, And Holy Spirit wants to usher your mind, your heart, and your life into the things of God. Can I tell you something? It's like a a bride who gets swept off of her feet, and the husband brings her through the threshold of the door to a hotel room or their house. Can I tell you something? I, I believe that Holy Spirit wants to sweep us off of our feet and bring us into those things that God reveals to us at His feet. But you'll never know what Holy Spirit wants to usher you into if you don't fellowship with the Holy Spirit and sit at Jesus' feet. But when you sit at Jesus' feet, the virtue, the revelation comes, the experience comes, and Holy Spirit whisks you off of your feet in that place of intimacy and ushers you through the threshold of a door that just opened in that place of intimacy, and he brings you in to what the Father prepared for you. Phew. So I just want to encourage you to spend time with the Father And there's so much that he wants to reveal to you that we couldn't reveal in this five-week series. But he wants you to personally encounter him so that you know him. And you could even show up and do a five-week series on who he is because you personally experienced him because you sought him. I'll say this like I said in the last video. There is things that are anticipating, they're excited, they're wanting to see their reflection in your eyes because you laid your eyes on them because you sought them. Those things are in God's heart. Seek His heart, and He'll open His heart up to you, and Holy Spirit will usher your mind, your life, your experience into something far greater than than what you could conjure up or dream for yourself. Anyways, guys, I am praying for you. I love you. God bless you, and I want to pray for you now. Amen. Father, I pray right now that you stir these people's hearts We bless them, and we pray, Father God, right now, again, that you would stir their heart and desire to want to know you, to taste and see that you're good, to taste and see that you're good. Stir their hearts to fall at your feet, because there's so many mysteries of your heart that you want to reveal, but you want us to sit at your feet metaphorically through intimacy. Stir these people to come to your feet in intimacy, and I thank you for the things that you're going to reveal to them when they do so. We bless these people. We thank you, Father, that they're going to see everything that they're not fade away when they see who they are by seeking your heart and, and, and you revealing to them how you see them. Father, we bless them. We pray that all mistaken identities would be crushed and that true identity would come. And we thank you for that, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in Uh, to this identity and our inheritance series. I hope you guys enjoyed. God bless you. Talk to you soon.